One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Don't know, mate. You're the sound guy. Thanks. You're the audio tech, rather. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of 20 Minute Tims. I'm your host, Jamie. I'm joined by Melly. Yes. And Stephen. Good to be back. It is good to be back. The international break. But that doesn't mean the content stops over at patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims where you can get extra videos, extra podcasts, and extra writing. And we have had masses of content out during the international break. You can go over the website. You can check it out. You can see what's there before you sign up. Patreon.com slash 20 Minute Tims. Right now, that's out the way we can get to the real business of talking about Celtic. Martin Melly, Celtic's third draw of the season in the league against Motherwell. You and I were at it. We produced the content after it, the podcast, at the match, and we weren't too happy about it. We've had a couple of days to think about it, and I, I think I'm more unhappy about it. No, I'm not. The anger is not easing. <laughs> no, it was a tough one Saturday night. I try not to let it affect me, but I was keeping me awake on Saturday night, and then yesterday I was out and about and didn't see that the Bears had dropped points until. Mm after the, the game was finished so that was a, a wee bonus but at the same time like, it's a missed opportunity for Celtic again a home game against Motherwell a really out of form team really poor and Celtic kind of didn't look like winning the game and it's no the first time this season home game against St Johnston game against Hibs in this one barely look like scoring in these games a lot of the time uh, It's amazing how other results in other games can change your perspective on things yeah. after the weekend is completed but I have to say that is a distraction and we can't let it take the focus away from the real issues because sad as it is we can't have it both ways we can't be on one hand sitting there going all this board cares about is being just better than Rangers that's the main complaint that's, that's all over the place these days all they care about is being better than Rangers and then we then after a weekend where we don't well, lose any ground or we don't take any damage, we then say, oh, everything's fine because Rangers drop points. Those yeah. two things are in direct conflict. We can't say, oh, it's it's nothing. Like We want to be pushing ahead. It doesn't matter how Rangers got in and then celebrate the fact that they took... Look, they're, they're separate. We can mm. do that as well. We can laugh at the fact that they had a golden opportunity to put a bit of pressure on Celtic and failed to do it. But it doesn't really take away from the, the issues facing us, in it my opinion. Because as Melly said, you can you all, we all get our... He forgot how fucking shite he was. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We get that limmy moment and it's enjoyable to see Rangers drop points. But then after it, you're left going, Christ, we could have extended our lead to the top. Had, yeah. had we did what we had to do, we could have extended our lead to the top. And I think part of the problem is when you're watching this Celtic team just now, what does Neil Lennon's Celtic team, Brendan Rodgers' first Celtic team and Ange Postacoglu's Celtic team, what did they all have, boys, that, that I don't feel this Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team has? I thought you were going to tell us that. No, it's, no, a, it's a real quiz. <laughs> Could be anything from a style of play to good players. Correct. It's, it's both those. It's an, <laughs> well, the, the, the real answer was an identity. And I feel right. that Celtic's play at the moment is lacking a real identity. There for me is also a question about who's our, who's our star players? Who's our talisman in this team? Who's the guy that we can lean on? We'll discuss that in a minute. But my main issue with the Motherwell game was, and, and kind of been creeping into my thoughts for the rest of the season is, we kind of lack an identity in domestic football anyway. We're no particular, we don't have the overlapping fullbacks, we don't have the fullbacks that tuck in, they kind of mix and match a wee bit. We kind of pass it from side to side a lot, but we're not relentless attacking. We control games, but sometimes I'm starting to wonder if that's just something really I say to make myself feel better about the fact that it's not particularly exciting. You know, Celtic are reliable, but they're not, re <laughs> they're, you know, they're yeah. the old reliable Celtic from time to time. Because what we really want from a Celtic team is being a Ford Mondale. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what we want, isn't it? Well, what we're saying is Celtic are a Volvo. <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah. nice and nice and reliable at the moment. So I just think 
I think this team's lacking a bit of an identity under Brendan Rodgers at the moment and that Motherwell game it was another one where I felt we could have played for an extra half an hour and probably no scored yeah and near enough was wasn't it was it 10, 10 minutes, minutes 10 minutes, minutes at the end yeah that, that, that did, half an hour would have covered the amount of time wasting it's famously 10 minutes is almost half an hour yeah. as I <laughs> said there for some reason no we are kind of lacking that identity aren't we we've got we did have 80% possession in the game so yes well we are controlling the game but what are we doing with that possession? Sometimes I, I didn't want to fall into, maybe it's not a trap anymore, but that trap of just going, if Celtic aren't winning games, it's that, oh, it's like Brendan Rodgers last season. It's that slow having the ball for the sake of it. Because I don't think Celtic do play particularly slow. It's just we don't have any style of play in that final third at the moment right now. I don't know whether that's down to the lack of quality in the team. I don't know whether it's down to missing players, but you're kind of, can't see what it is we're trying to do and we've got Alex who does our scouting for us on the Patreon and he made up a video for us about Brendan Rodgers sort of tactics compared to what he thought when he first came in and he said Celtic are sort of maximising long shots and I'm, I'm, I was talking to him and I was saying is that sustainable but mm. with Ange Postacogli we know the Celtic goals how many goals did Kyogo just tap in like the ones against Rangers low crosses the ones you love Stephen and there's Kyogo to tap them in we're not getting into those areas anymore we're not getting guys in and we're not creating overloads you yeah. can, so many times last season you could see whether it be Maeda, Taylor and Hatati out in that left hand side the three of them would work it and they'd get the ball and there'd be a cross or even on the other side whether it be Juranovic or Johnston alongside Jota and O'Reilly these guys all worked together and made these crosses with Celtic it's goes out to a winger and you're just kind of hoping they can beat their man but we've got what seven wingers or something in the squad mm. none of them can beat a man do you think Celtic lack identity at the moment or, or do you disagree do you see a clear identity for what Celtic are trying to do well yeah I, I don't know about identity but I'm seeing a pattern emerging mm. when it comes to these results now a, a draw at home to Motherwell isn't the end of the world in a vacuum in, in and of itself it's not a terrible result but the, the problem is it, it comes along with a string of these things that have happened this season. So we've had that for the draw at home to St. Johnston. So that's two of the worst teams in the league in terms of their form coming into those games. And we've shot, shipped points at home to them. There was a Hibs game that was dire as well. St. Marin could have went. Yeah, the, the last minute winner against Motherwell away. Yeah. So there is a bit of a pattern emerging when it comes to these. So again, every manager is going to have draws at home. Mm. That, that happens. And Ange Postecoglou drew with Motherwell last season as well at home. But the problem is it just kind of follows on from a pattern of these emerging this season to the point where it's no longer a surprise. We're doing this every handful of games now. We still haven't won three games in a row all season. We're mm. almost in December. Now, again, a lot of that's broken up by difficult games in the Champions League, but that tells its own story. We should have beaten Lazio, so we could we could have had more wins. I think we've won 11 out of 19 games in total so far this season, so that's eight. Eight games of not one and three of them in the league. In all so competitions. Far. Yeah, in all mm. competitions. Three of them in the league so far, three draws, and that's the same amount as last season in its entirety. Lost three games last season, which I haven't done any of this season at all. But that two of them were after the league was already won. There was a game at Ibrooks, I think it was, and then uh, the fiasco the Hibs game. No, the, <laughs> the absolute nightmare <laughs> of a game. So it's 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 not bad. And yeah, Rangers are are making it look better by being very poor so far mm. this season but again I want to focus on the problem with Celtic because we came into this season thinking that the, the squad's in a great place that's in a great place we've left our previous manager left got an opportunity and left as treble winners with money in the bank how can we possibly fail from here and we're not failing I wouldn't use no, that word but it's not what we expected I think it's it's been a, a bit of a disappointment from what we expected going into this season it's always going to take time to adjust their manager's new ideas and standards and style of play possibly but what we're seeing from the style of play is that it's not really all that enthralling is so it I, so I don't I, I think on the the idea that it's slow I don't know if it necessarily is slow because mm. I think that's just down to your individual perception I don't think anyone's really measured in that but I think because it's so side to side, it kind of feels like we're not going anywhere and yeah. therefore your brain sort of processes mm. that as it being very, very slow and controlled. And I feel like now we're using the word controlled in, in place of dull. Yeah, because that's it's what I was kind of getting at. Yeah. I think, to be fair to Brendan Rogers, he would probably sit here if he was in the room and say, 
look, I'm coming up against a team that put yeah. their whole entire team in the box. What do you want me to do? Dance through f- 10 players and pop one in the back of the net? So the side-to-side stuff, which I know gets people frustrated, certainly the people sitting around me at the game was getting them frustrated. There is method behind that. Brendan Rodgers knows what he's doing and it's worked. But I just wonder if Brendan Rodgers has fallen into a bit of a trap with Celtic where turned up with an idea of how he wants to play. He's looked at the players from last season, he's looked from Celtic's perspective at what's available to him and he's went, here's how I want to play. I need one or two key players and key areas to help me achieve that. But largely, this is the system I'm going to play. Season kicks off, players arrive, the the players that he brings in aren't necessarily that good. I think we can all agree, no one's really set the hair like Palma's no, been no. alright, but yeah. we've seen glimpses from other people. So it's become evident that perhaps these players can really carry out exactly what Brendan Rodgers wants to. And he's hinted at that before. He says, look, I'm a couple of... We're a wee bit away from peak Celtic. He said that in recent weeks. He said, I want to add one or two bits of quality. He said that in recent weeks. So there's hints that he said he's already looking to the January window. He said that recently. So there's hints that this is perhaps a, a work in progress from Brendan Rodgers' perspective. And you can kind of see that, I think, when you watch the Motherwell game in particular. Celtic work it from side to side. And it always seems to fall down at the same players. You know, you've got Yang, who can't really do much. Mm, yeah. You've got O missing sitters. You've got Greg Taylor, who can't cross. You've got Ralston, he put in. We had an argument over across pre-match, pre-podcast, whether it was a good cross or a bad cross, but some of his crossing was pretty poor. So all these names that we're kind of all kind of suspicious of, the manager's plan seem to fall down when it comes to these particular guys. But... Last season, and I don't want to keep comparing to last season, but it was a treble winning Celtic side that Brendan Rodgers got handed the keys to. Some of those players have moved on, but there were there were key players in that side you could count on. Hatate, Jota, Kyogo, all three of these guys, you could really rely on those guys as talismans, as key players for Celtic. If I was to put a gun to your head, Martin Melly, as much as I would hate it, I would, whoa, whoa, yeah, I'd be yeah. crying. Whoa, I don't want to do this. All this over an argument over I, Anthony Ralston's I know, crossing. I know, I know. Oh, fucking tell me, Melly. I swear to God. Right. Who is Celtic's <laughs> best three players right now? Kyogo, McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. But so not Palma? No. Right. But th- this sort of plays... McGregor? Yeah, he's still one of the most important players, Carter Vickers mm. as well. But the thing with that is, these are guys through the the sort of spine of the team. I've got, sorry, I know people. Do like, you mean the most on form players? Or yeah, the best I mean players? The, I mean yeah. the best players for Celtic right now. Forget everything that's happened last season. I think if you sat a thousand Celtic fans down and asked them family fortune style, name Celtic's three top players at the moment this season, I would be amazed if Callum McGregor <laughs> appeared on that list. Right, <clears throat> fair, yeah. fair enough, he's not been great. But... If he's up there, I'll give you the money myself. <laughs> what a reference, <laughs> Brian. So what I was going to say is it, it feeds into you what you're talking about as well because all these guys are good players, but Callum McGregor's that guy that sits back and dictates play, fine. Matt O'Reilly's a Sorry, guy. I hate talking over you in podcasts and I can see Steve Winston, right? But I'm going to challenge you on this. We've not had this in the podcast for a while. I can't remember Callum McGregor dictating the play in the Motherwell game, for example. He's good and he's reliable and he's there and he's always there and he's taking the ball and recycling it and he does that with his hands quite a lot, right? <laughs> Especially after a kickoff, he yeah. does that with his hands quite a lot. But when was the last time he played a killer ball? When was the last time he was good against Rangers? But when was the last time Callum McGregor was absolutely everywhere? Slide roll passes, killer balls, taking the ball, moving it quickly. Callum McGregor to me has settled into a role at Celtic. He's not rising above. Matt O'Reilly's been better recently than Callum McGregor for me. I think Callum McGregor's an all-round better player, but I think Matt O'Reilly's risen a wee bit. I want to see more. I want to see a fire lit under Callum McGregor. I've not seen that for a while. Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from, and I think what I was going to go on to say is Callum McGregor <laughs> does that back there. Matt O'Reilly is doing his thing. He's getting the goals. Kyogo relies on getting service, and he's not getting that mm-hmm. now, but where's that wee je ne sais quoi? Where's that bit <laughs> of quality that we have? Where's the Tom Rogic? Where's the Moy. Hitati, the Moy, the Jota, the guy that can beat someone, the guy that can play the pass? We don't have it. We've got industrial players now, but we don't have those bits of quality. Like I said, seven wingers, you wouldn't bank on any that may beat them and put in a cross or put in a decent shot. Palmer, while he's been decent, 
as soon as he went off, that's a goal scoring threat gone. Where's the rest of them? We're not getting MD that can get the ball one on one, take somebody on and create something. How many times do we see it? Just when I'm talking about it there, I remember Jota beating a man, putting a ball over the back post, and there's a badder. Mm. That's not happening with Celtic yeah. now. We don't have MD doing that. And well, Brendan Rogers, his style of play has fallen down and now. You can see why, because when we get into the final third, into these key areas, that's where it falls down. Because Yang, for all his stepovers and that, I don't think he's ever going to be a Celtic player. He's still young, but kind of seen enough in games now that I'm going, are you going to be the guy that Celtic play week in, week out, and try and get us on to the next level? No, you're not. We've seen, oh, ah, he gets into decent goal-scoring opportunities, but he doesn't take them a lot of no. the time. On the other side, we had to bring on Mikey Johnson. Mm. It is 20, 24 in five weeks. We are bringing on him. During the week, Tuesday night, we've got a choice between James Forrest and Mikey Johnson. Maybe who both. Plays in yeah. the, they might both start. You're asking yourself, why are we in this position? What's going on here? And you're looking at Brendan Rodgers saying, like, right, where, where do we need to improve? And it's just quality. Like, again, we're looking at that team and we're looking at the best Celtic I've got right now he'd still replace a lot of the players so we're lacking quality in key areas we're getting ourselves into wide areas you think right Yang and Johnson they're not going to do it right we need our full backs going beyond them and doing something Greg Taylor and Anthony Ralston for all they're decent at some things that's not their job Celtic squad is so lopsided in so many ways but we don't have a certain formation for the players we've got because if you want to play a uh, formation with the, the fullbacks bomb on we don't have them so do you want to play fullbacks that sit inside right okay you need wingers that stay high and wide and beat players we don't have that mm. so we're all over the place and I think Brendan Rodgers is trying to carve out a philosophy here from what he's got there now and it, as soon as injuries come about it starts to fall apart but at the same time we need to be doing better man we've got better players than Motherwell yeah. so, so I think that I think that's it Stephen I think what's happened is Brendan Rodgers is midway through a season now kind of realising that the players can't do what it requires them to do in order to be at the absolute best I'm not, and I'm not saying through the baby out of the bathwater because we, we drew with Motherwell but I think sack him uh, get him out I think we can broadly say it's there's there's been no new manager bounce at, no, at Celtic yeah. and, and, and Melly mentioned you know the plan falling down when there's injuries we have a very unusual squad Brendan Rodgers himself has said it's bloated um, the, there's players there that just don't appear Anymore, James McCarthy, just uh, Kobe, they just don't appear in squads at all anymore. No. There's players who come in and disappear and come in and disappear, and they might be injured, but you don't really get updates. So you're only left to assume that they're not injured because every week Brendan Rogers asks for injury update. And it doesn't mention the likes of Lager Bielka, who just is not, who's nowhere seen anymore. He forgot home was injured as well recently, yeah. and then he just appeared back in the squad. Oh, by the way, that's him just back from a six week injury or whatever it was. Well, there's that, and that you bring up a player I wanted to talk about because. The midfield of McGregor and O'Reilly and what was Hatati, those are clearly the three best central midfielders. But central midfield is an area where we're probably most bloated. Yeah. We have more bodies that can play central midfield than anywhere else. We lost, what, one in the summer with Moy and brought in three? Yes. Yeah. So Hatati drops out and you think to yourself, great, we've probably got four players here raring to take that Hatati spot. And nobody can nobody can make it their own. No. Turnbull can't make it his own. We've not seen any home cooking. Iwata <laughs> comes in and disappears and doesn't. And Bernardo. I mean, hot take, right? See if Bernardo hasn't started four games by January, just send him home. Aye. Aye, just send him home. You'll never pay five million quid for this guy. No, and no, things. I'm not. I don't doubt that things would be different with Hatate in the team because even when he's bad, he's mm. still. You know, he still has the potential to produce something special that we've we've seen that from Atati. But what I would say on that is that yeah, he, he is injured at the moment and it's unfortunate. But he hasn't had a good season no, he either. Was patchy, yeah, very very patchy. I think we're we're really talking about maybe two three performances at most where we've seen the the best of Atati. Started the season on the bench in favour. Well, David Turnbull was starting ahead of him. Now he can't get in the team, so it's a, it's a very transient squad because you've just listed people there who have come in, have started important big games and then have completely disappeared yeah. again. Where is Iwata? I demand to know <laughs> where where's he gone because I, I thought he was going to have a good season. I, re I really did. He played a little bit in pre-season. He got a fresh fade and everything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Albeit in like centre-half and right-back and he didn't look particularly great in those positions but I thought he would at least feature but it's, it's the other position. You'd think, right, well, 
Iwata is really there to sort of supplement you know, help Callum McGregor out mm. on occasion, but he's not even doing that because Callum McGregor's starting every single game internationally and domestically. He'll end up playing another 65 games or whatever it is this season, so we can't take any pressure off of him. We've not even seen the fabled put McGregor forward one no, and play no, Iwata. We've, we've not seen that either. We've got Holm who comes in. Every time he starts, he disappoints. I know he's only young, but we're, we need performances out of these guys. I know that people like to say that, that you know they're projects and all that, but ultimately... He's starting games for Celtic. I don't care yeah. if he's meant to be good in two or three years' time. We need we need points here. We need points, and we're slowly. If it wasn't for the fact that they are pish just now, Rangers, right? We'd be slowly sleeping or, or sleepwalking our way into a bit of more of a title challenge than was evident a few mm. weeks ago. So we need points. Is my point? We we need performances. And starting guys at home doesn't suggest to me that he's won for the future. It's it's because he's fancied to get the the job done on the day, and he's been hooked at half time twice now. Bernardo can't get any minutes whatsoever. It's just I saw just a, a little bit strange in there. So I I don't know if that's contributing to the stop start nature of Celtic's performances because there have I don't want to like imply that it's been all terrible this mm. season but I just think it's been over there's been a kind of undercurrent of something's not quite right here but there has been good performances so Atletico at home I thought was a, a, a brilliant performance yeah. blew Aberdeen away very recently although you know, four of those goals came in the last 15 minutes in any injury time so there have been good performances in there but it's been very inconsistent indeed It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Well, do you think there's something in? I mean, we know about this low block problem. Ange had the same problem trying to get around the low block. It was a big topic of discussion last. Welcome to Celtic. Last season. Yeah. It is. It is. But do you think there is just something in that that? It seems to take managers a wee bit longer to figure out how to def- how to beat or get points against because we didn't beat them. These really embedded low block teams. Yeah, of course, but uh, I can't give Brendan Rodgers the he's a rookie of this league because he's mm. been here before. He's been there and done it. He's got the the medals to prove it. So I think with that, he's got the giant painting of himself above the fireplace. Yes. Oh yes, two XL bullies at either side. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the trainers on that cost him ever so much. <laughs> but I'm just <laughs> turns up at a charity game with seven hundred pound Louis Vuitton trainers and he's the Brodge Bell. <laughs> Never change. He, he would have been wearing more than that game raised for charity. Ah, so, Somebody was like, your trainers must have cost a fortune." He's like, "What do you mean?" <laughs> anyway, sorry. No, sorry. Um, it was a good laugh. I was apologising to Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the with this. 
this is how it's going to be in Scotland. This is Motherwell, who have been terrible, and St Johnston, who are bottom of the league that Celtic have dropped points at home against. And while we do miss chances, you're going to miss chances in any game, aren't you? You have to take them. But as well, it's there's so many like shots, just needless shots and all that. There's not like that Ange thing where we talk about expected goals and Celtic were taking shots from really good positions. And when Stephen's talking there, we... We sort of learn as we go as Celtic fans, but then we forget about things like remember under Donny Donny Ryla. Donny Ryla, eh? Under Donny Ryla, that uh, we, we just expected Celtic at one point to turn up. Yeah, and yes. we were playing Rangers in April. And we're like, nah, they'll turn up for this game. It's April. You're not turning yeah. up for anything. But under Ange, we said, look. The performances are there. We're just not getting the results, are we? You're still laughing at Donald. <laughs> <Some, right? laughs> I just for some reason I caught myself thinking about how his first name's Donald. <laughs> Donald Ryler. <laughs> I could just imagine the DR on his uh, top there. I think under Ange, what we've seen and we always talked about was like, look, the performances are there. It'll come together and we'll get the points. Mm. Right now we're sort of getting the points, but the performances aren't there. Well, that comes and back to like, identity, doesn't it? Because Ange sort of brute forced it, to, to use a term. He just went, we're playing this way and we're never stopping yeah. and eventually you'll win games. Whereas with Brendan, with, so with Ange, you sort of saw the, you saw what he was trying to do and you yeah. go, right, we'll just push this and push this and push this and eventually it'll work because there was games where our, you know, absolutely all over teams and we were having 25, 26, 27 shots on goal and all that. It's kind of not that way with Brendan Rodgers. No, and Stephen was talking about it in the Discord. A lot of it is to do with style, and if you sit me down and say, what is Brendan Rodgers' style right now? I would honestly say, I don't know. I don't know. Do we... We don't go at teams. We do go at teams because we're Celtic and we have more of the possession, but when it gets into that final third, I can't see, all right, that's what's happening, or that's what's happening, or look, Kyogo's our main threat he's our main goal scorer so at the start of the season he was dropping a bit deep but he's not doing that now is he right on the shoulder is he waiting for the crosses he's not even getting that he's not missing the chances these days because he's not really getting them so he's sort of wasted but at the same time I'm not going to blame that because under Ange Postacoglu sometimes he'll go had four touches and he two goals yeah, so yeah. that's fine so what else around him has fallen down since Ange and it's out wide it's out wide and we've seen it so many times under Ange that the system sort of won his games because a lot of the time when it was Maeda or Abada, I was like, there's no creativity there. And a lot of the time now, that's what that's the best. That's probably mm. the best we've got. Maybe Palma for Abada, but these guys aren't even fit either. So you drop down to the next guys under that and they're no good enough. They're no good enough. There's so many players at Celtic that are just replaceable. Joe Hart, mm. Ralston, Scales, even though Scales is doing well, Home, Yang, and that's all guys that started at the weekend. That's all guys that started a game that Celtic have to win. It's not on. Another issue, Stephen, is um, we, we're crap at set pieces. <laughs> oh, penalties. Particularly penalties. <laughs> oh. you, you get two in one game, yeah. which hardly ever happens for no. us. It happens quite frequently for other teams as it happens. <laughs> I was talking to somebody today. I was like, when was the last time we got two penalties in one game? And he was like, well, we got two penalties against Rangers two years ago and we got one three years ago. And right. I, and then he ran and then he sent me a big long fat WhatsApp of how many times right. Rangers have got more than one penalty in a game and it's very very frequent was it one of those read more at the yeah. bottom WhatsApp <laughs> right. messages they oh. go, and then I put that in the Discord and someone in the Discord went you forgot your pal forgot to tell you about the time that Rangers got four penalties in a match <laughs> against St Mirren and scored three um, so Rangers aside um, we just seem to have a problem finding penalty takers it's not just this season we, we struggled last season for a bit yeah uh, the doesn't really seem to be any identifiable well, number one guy for the penalties. I suppose it is David Turnbull, but the problem is he doesn't start doesn't start games, so you can't take... It's not American football. You can't just bring him on to, to take penalties, uh, if only. I, I wonder that, if... Does that happen before in a World Cup or something? No, it was... It was the Dutch they brought on a yeah, keeper just on a to keeper. save. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, I think it worked, didn't it? Uh, yeah, did yeah, Louis, Louis van Gaal. Um, but the penalties, I wonder if we should just simplify things and make it like basketball in that whoever's fouled has to take it. Mm. None, of, none of us picking one, just a lottery. So you would have had Mikey Johnson. <laughs> Mikey Johnson. Can I offer you a rethink <laughs> on that? <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I'll take that back. Uh, the penalties, uh, who knows what to do. What I would probably suggest, though, is I know Palmer had a shocker for that one. That was a, a poor, poor penalty in, in more ways than one, mm. the execution and the run-up. Uh, I don't have a an issue with the run-up in itself because that's quite a common thing where they, 
they sort of stutter their run up. And the point of that is you see them looking at the keepers. They're not looking at the ball. You see them looking at the keeper. And the point of that little stutter is to see if the keeper shifts his way mm-hmm. onto one side and then you put it the other way. But the that's high stakes. That's high risk because the slower you get towards the ball, the more obvious it becomes where you're going to put yes. it. And if the keeper doesn't call your bluff, or, or rather if the keeper calls your bluff, you're just left there basically padding it into the keeper's hands. Here's just a mad idea, right? And I might sound a bit like a Celtic dad, but as a guy who scored a penalty at Celtic Park before, oh, yeah. <laughs> eh, what's wrong with just running really fast and hitting it into the back of the net? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Well, that's it's like one of those things, it's like uh, zonal marking. It yeah. only becomes an issue if it becomes, if a goal is scored or conceded from it. I mean, credit a- to David Turbo's penalty was brilliant. It was yeah. a well-placed penalty. But the amount of penalties I've seen recently from Celtic where we start run-ups, it just... Just smash it in the net. I, I'm, I'm not. A f- I'm not a fan of it. I get the. I get the point. I get that that it's a kind of bit of brinksmanship. It's a bit of you know sort of try psych the keeper out a wee bit. Right. I get that, but I don't particularly like it. I, I really hate those ones. They've kind of gone out of fashion. Remember. Jorginho and oh, Bruno Fernandes mm. where they do that wee jump before it and the problem is that that you completely kill your momentum so you're, you're basically just taking it from a standing start a penalty in that way it's, it's, it's ridiculous well. ridiculous. <laughs> it looks, looks completely ridiculous but despite the fact that Palmer did that he also looked away before he hit it he did a look away penalty if you see the replay mm. he, he kind of looked off to do it right so ridiculous so I, I had a number of problems with it but that said I would leave them with him for the time being until it becomes uh, an issue where he's missed three out yeah. of five or something like that that's a problem you're not getting a chance to work out I mean you're not getting a chance to work out your no. penalties are you you're just getting it oh he was he missed hook him yeah there's no point in changing it every time someone misses because you'll, you'll never get a, a last regular. one plenty yeah uh, so I, unless you are Paolo Di Canio who scored a lot of penalties or Matt Letizia and I think I've stumbled across something yeah. maybe what that, happened to Matt Letizia? maybe that precision penalties fries your brain a little bit <laughs> Decanio yeah. and Letizia absolute experts at it but unless you're one of those two people then you're going to get the odd miss here and there I don't think we should just tear it up despite the fact that he, he acted like a clown on the build up to the penalty and the well, is, well Letizia's an expert isn't he he's an expert on penalties he's yeah. an expert on long shots yes expert on passing yep expert on chemtrails 5G <laughs> Covid vaccines, yeah. the great replacement. He's an expert on all these things. <laughs> yeah, he's a brainiac. Do you, know, do you know what he actually supposedly he offered his penalty coaching services to England before uh, national or an international recently. tournament recently? Yeah, so in yeah. the last few years he offered him. It's but, but, he didn't phone me back or something. Yeah, yeah, so it was was it the, after the one they lost to Italy? So three of them missed. It was yeah. Sancho and Rashford. They yes. missed their penalties, right? And. He he said after the tournament that he'd offered his services to England, but the woke Mr. Southgate turned them down. Yeah. <laughs> he said. Yeah. Wonder what that voicemail was like. I'm, honestly, yeah. they should just release that voicemail. Did he turn you down or did he ignore you altogether, <laughs> Matthew? Three in the morning. Yeah. So but all this to say, leave Palmer on it for now. Okay. But make sure he tightens up his act a bit and stop just as you say, run up really, really fast and hit it really, really hard in the direction of the goal and there's a fair chance you'll score it. You got any penalty tips for Celtic? Score them, mm. please. <laughs> and I mean, the Hatati one, we've had, oh, they just seem to squirm under the keeper over the last, in this year, actually, we haven't had a great penalty taker. Juranovic was decent, he still missed. Jakimakis, he even missed as well, but mm. Palmer's a good player. He, he scores goals and that, but he still does wee things to annoy me. Like, he's not playing during the week. Because he got booked for celebrating a goal that didn't <laughs> even count. He's suspended for two bookings, which one of which is celebrating a goal that didn't count, the others for dissent. Aye, he talked himself into Aye, booking so for we, no reason. We're without the guy for that. He's missed a penalty here. And look, he's been a big threat, but it's just wee things like that. Like, stop trying to be the show pony. Just yeah. just do the job and then do the do the big stuff after that. And in fact, don't, because that's how you get booked for celebrity <laughs> just, just do cut your the job yeah, cut, the sh- cut the shit mate it's went tits up <laughs> I just feel he's a bit of a he's a bit Instagrammy. he's yeah. doing all these things for oh, Instagram man, reels old. This, yeah. is, this is what part of fun of being a football is about you score one goal and you go and you do three celebrations do you know, what, do you know what's more fun what? scoring goals and playing in the Champions League and he's not doing either of them this week so well, do, yeah. doing his dances on the ticky tops <laughs> ah, he does he does do he did the corner flag dance didn't he <laughs> Um, he's done every celebration going isn't he? We have a, we do have a winger problem Marco Tellio came on mm. um, Brendan Rodgers said he played some minutes midweek uh, And he wanted to keep He could see that uh, confidence in Marco And he wanted to keep that going By bringing him on with 10 minutes to go Against Motherwell Desperately seeking a goal um, When I saw him I've got to admit um, Now we have Alex the scout on Patreon Euroscout 
who does masses of stuff he does stuff with Athletic as well you should check yeah. him out but he's on our page on he scouts all the incoming players and he was very impressed with Marco Tellio um, Tellio comes to Scotland and I would use the word raved yes yeah. he did rave about him Tellio comes to Scotland <laughs> and there is a um, there's rumours that he's struggling to cope with the demands at Celtic not mm. that he's lacking talent but just that you know what his manager and coaches demanded from him in the A League compared to what Brendan Rodgers needs in a Celtic team was there was a bit of a gap there that Tellio had to fill and when he came on I thought he looked decent on the ball looked fast enough very very little opportunity to actually impress I thought he was just going to stop after a little there yeah well that's what I was going to say but he is pretty small mm. and it, 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 it some sort of reminded me of the, the comments Stephen that Brendan Rodgers made about power and and you have a look across the Celtic squad and Brendan Rodgers has he's not been raving and positive about the Celtic squad and there have been you can dig into little things of what he says about what he feels and I just couldn't help but cast my eyes across the Celtic team across the likes of Tellio McGregor and a few other players that we've got and then look at Brendan Rodgers teams and Premier League teams and you think I wonder if there's something in we maybe need to look at getting a bigger, physical, stronger presence in the side. Not just picking on Tilio here, but I don't see any Premier League team really si ha signing a player the size of Tilio. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. the physicality of him, really small guy. Well, if they were to, they, they'd be undeniably world class rather than a guy you're hoping to develop yeah. over the next Look, period I want of to just recognise it's easy for me sitting here at six foot two yes, <laughs> yeah, to, to talk about this, you know. Six foot two and 14 stones of solid gristle. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Right, yeah. Right, yeah, Brendan Rodgers is, is not a, a stupid man by any stretch of the imagination, so he will be aware that football sometimes works in trends and cycles, yeah. sometimes things come in and out of fashion, and he will be acutely aware that Man City have won the Champions League last season and the, indeed the treble with a team of absolute monsters. Yes. Now, I'm not saying it's easy for a team like Celtic to go out and spend a billion pounds on the best players that happen to be giants and very, very good at football as well. That's very difficult. It, the trouble is Man City have bought all the guys who are six foot three and world-class with the ball at their feet. They've got all those guys. But at the same time, there's not really any excuse for a team like Celtic not to be able to go out and get athletic specimens of players. They're not going to get guys of the level of Haaland and Akanji and John Stones and all that in terms of their footballing ability but what Brendan Rodgers has come to the club saying is that he would like players with power and I can only speculate but I'm putting two and two together and see probably just sort of speculating that he has seen that that is where football is going for the time being and what he has got just now is the absolute opposite of that mm. again I want to be clear I'm not saying Celtic can go out and replicate what Man City are doing at the moment but they can be a sort of scaled down version of it in Scotland because what we face all, almost always in Scotland is teams that are bigger and strong. I mean, Motherwell are, are all huge. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. it, it came across. Look, some Irish guy played for them. I can't remember what he yeah. was. Skinheaded boy. Yeah. He was massive. And look at that corner. Look, yeah. That, yeah. that corner, we, we just, it just sense it. It was, it was a fiasco. And Greg Taylor was not great for it. Uh, but w what I would say about that is people have rightly pointed out that Greg Taylor is the one of the smallest guys on the pitch, marking one of the biggest guys on the pitch. But I don't think Greg Taylor's height was relevant here and this is why see when the corner arrives at him he's already on the deck <laughs> so it doesn't matter what height you are if you're already lying down by the time the corner arrives so the, this thing about power has come up time and again and it's the only thing that he has said because quality can mean a lot of things right? That that's quite a broad term when you're talking about football but power's very specific and that's the thing that when you look at the team we just don't have always a big guy we've got some big defenders but none of them are playing because we yeah. brought in Lagerbielka and Navrotsky in the summer I don't know what's happened to either one of them maybe Navrotsky's had a setback with no news on it so we can only that's assume that's the message that Celtic the isn't it just to interject you give us better updates on, on yeah, who's yeah. injured and who's not we really Especially need it for us or maybe <laughs> uh, well, again we're, we're sitting here assuming maybe every injury update is bang on accurate yeah. and if they're not yeah. included then they're no play we can only go on that then if, yeah. if there is a lack of information all we can just say is that he's not in the squad because Phillips is fancied ahead of Navrotsky which is uh a situation for another time, but it is a situation in itself that we the only, need to address. The only argument you can maybe put forward for that is 
Vrotsky's not in the Champions League squad. They've still got yeah. two Champions League games. Phillips and Scales and Carter Vickers are in it. So maybe. So where's for Forrest then? Because he's in the Champions League squad. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's not in the squad. And Nawata's not in the squad. So uh, very, very strange uh, squad set. But again, just to, to wrap up on that, power is something that Brendan Rodgers wants in the team. Does he have it just now? No. And that's where the the whole, the board need to get him his own players thing that that's where it should all be focused because yeah. we can all say that we want better players. That's what every manager's after. But he asked for something very specific yeah. and he didn't get it at all. And we're watching guys like Tilio come off the bench to try and rescue a, a win at home in the 94th minute he comes on. I'm not making any judgments on Tilio as a player, right? I think he's supposed to be very, very talented. There'll be Australian people watching this and thinking, no, that guy's that guy's mm. going to shock you. Lord knows I've been wrong about that before because we've had the, our, our Aussie cousins tell us you're going to eat your words yeah. about and so we might get that about Tilio so I'm not judging him just now what I'm merely pointing out about Tilio is that he does not fit the bill of what Brendan Rodgers said he wants in this team and he's another one in a, a succession of these players who do not fit the bill that Brendan Rodgers set out Yeah and if you're looking at Tilio he's sent on I sent on, but only because Yang pulled up. Yeah, yeah. Only because Yang pulled up with a, I don't know if it was injury or cramp or whatever. And, oh, I go on and win that game, son. He's going on as seventh choice winger or something that Maeda's out, Palma had to go off, Forrest's out, Abada's out. You're looking at it, where is he in the pecking order? He's at the very bottom, he's coming on. I thought he looked all right when he came on yeah, from what urgent, you can tell least. from him, but... It's nearly December, he's coming on. It's, it's not really fair on the guy either, is it? For he's just been flung on there in the hope that he can go on and win a game for Celtic single-handedly. And it never looked like Celtic were going to score. It's him and Johnston. Him and Johnston just get thrown into yeah. these situations. That's twice it's happened to Mikey Johnston this season. Again, we, we can all have our, our chats about Mikey Johnston that we've had so many times. There's no really any point in going into it. He was involved in the penalty. But the fact is, he's been used twice to my knowledge this season and both are when we're chasing a draw when nothing has really worked for or chasing the, the, the full points in a draw uh, when nothing's really working for Celtic it's, it's no great it's no great for that boy to be in, in no. as we stage. say it all comes back it's just an odd squad yeah, it's an yeah. odd team and it's the, the way they seem to be utilised is quite odd and maybe that's maybe that's the secret maybe the, maybe what we started this podcast talking about we can't really identify a, a particular style with Brendan Rodgers maybe it's because the players change all the time. Players come, players go. He doesn't know who's best at living is. And when you've got a squad that's as transient as that, it's very difficult to implement a very particular style. We've got um, two others of business before we wrap up. Lazio. Right. Just get beaten by the bottom of the side, bottom of the Serie A team. I'm not going to try and pronounce her name because my... Salah Nathana. Yeah, yeah. That, I would have nailed that. <laughs> um, and I believe I've, they've no won in the last three games, Lazio. Yeah. I've got it written here. Uh, yes, oneless in three is La uh, Lazio. Do you, Melly? You're smiling already because you know what I'm <laughs> going to ask you. Do you think there's any chance for some revenge here? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yes. I'm trying my best. Uh, friend of mine done a bit of scouting on Lazio as well on his mm. Twitter feed, and he's said that the two centre halves are possibly out. One of the other uh, better players is out, and while I'm going, yes, yes, John, that's all great. We have a choice, or maybe both, of Mikey Johnston and James yep. Forrest playing out if wide. If he's injured, it's going to be both, yeah. isn't it? Uh, I can't see Celtic potentially maybe go 3-5-2, but when your wing-backs are Alistair Johnston and Greg Taylor, mm. is that going to do you much good? So I'm not really sure what... Bernabe. Oh, no, no, he's, he's in the squad. He's squad. <laughs> not in the squad, Stephen. So you're looking, I'm trying to figure out what Celtic can do, because he said that if you've got pace that can get in behind, then you might do well. Is that we don't have that we don't mm -hmm. have that if we play Yang and maybe he's got a bit of pace he doesn't have the, the delivery so and he just drifts inside every single yeah. time so and that, that annoyed me about Yang because when you're looking at things you're trying to see right what can he do what can he do it's head down and go inside mm -hmm. like a couple of times Johnston uh, Ralston went on the outside he didn't even have a clue no. he was there and it was the same for home as well I just didn't think they had any spatial awareness oh, about quite, them this is actually quite a good segment what was the, the what was the one thing that annoyed you most from the Motherwell game <laughs> right so that was you was that yours it, oh, one of many but yeah what was the one thing that annoyed you most from the Motherwell game time wasting time wasting yeah. I think mine was Anthony Ralston clipping a ball into the back post when there was no one there oh, was <laughs> so, so what Anthony Ralston did there I think was just did a thing he's seen happen on football plenty of times <laughs> without actually being cognizant yeah. of which football match he was in so 
anyway, you don't hold out much hope for Lazio. No, I think we're going to. We've struggled in the Champions League in certain games with our best players and without so many threatening players. If Champions League games, Maeda would always start for me. Mm-hmm. He's not there. Where's the goal threat? Apart from Kyogo, it's Palma. Okay, Kyogo's a goal threat. Who's going to create for him? All right, would. If this Celtic team don't have an identity right now, do they do the basics well? No, they concede a lot of goals from crosses, far, far too many goals from crosses. They don't attack set pieces well and we don't defend set pieces well. So I right. think we're going to struggle. Get a feeling you're not confident. <laughs> <laughs> so Stephen, uh, just let me li- li- look, listen, Stephen, right? Yeah, was this a rallying? Listen, we owe Lazio. We owe them. We had them and they slipped through our gla- grasp at yeah. the Celtic Park, right? They are struggling they could have key players out. We are going... Our European performances, ironically, been some of the best this yeah, season. Yeah. We'll turn up. We know if we beat them, then it's Feyenoord back at Celtic Park. Provided Feyenoord get gubbed, which you would expect. It's Feyenoord back at Celtic Park. Seven points are we talking here? For <laughs> one last for one last go. We're, we're, not, yeah. we're not completely out of this yet. And it's we've beaten Lazio before. Yeah. And they, they, they slip through our fingers at Celtic Park. Don't have any factor though. We keep saying this. We he, don't. he did a podcast. He did a podcast, eh? did did a podcast with the, the official Celtic. Summon the spirit. Yeah, the official it's Celtic. Survival now. Don't be plugging that. I know. They definitely watch. <laughs> we know, I know you do. Um, but it was actually decent. So look, you, you don't you don't see a repeat. Uh, well, that's the positive way to look at it. I think that's a, that's a valid way to look at it. And what I would say is that, well, overall, it's undoubtedly a tougher challenge than Motherwell, right, on paper. In any conceivable way, it's t- a tougher challenge than Motherwell at home. But it's a different challenge. Yeah. And in some ways, not always, it might work out for the better for Celtic. You've already said, Jimmy, that the Champions League performances have been good. We've been quite unlucky uh, in, in certain ways, you know, disappointing in other ways. But it hasn't been a... Apart from Atletico, which was a you know complete and utter disaster, there have been good performances in there. And it's not like Motherwell, who are just going to sit there and waste time and make it very difficult and have Celtic just perform in that sort of semi-circle around the pitch and, and then Yang drifting it. That's not going to happen against Lazio. They're not going to play like that at home. They're not going to play like that in front of their own fans. They're going to be coming out and having a go at Celtic. They will, yeah. They, they will smell blood and think, well, well, Celtic are bottom of the table. We'll easy points for us they'll come out a bit and try and play a bit that'll allow Celtic the opportunity to play a little bit better yeah. the opportunity to do so whether they do it or not I, it's going I to don't be a know. proper football match yeah yeah. so Celtic have at least the platform to potentially thrive in that environment but it hasn't it, it's been a bit of a disappointment Europe overall because we could be sitting here much much better off Feyenoord was a, was a nightmare but we should have beaten Lazio that's good I think when we're you know, looking back on this season, that's going to be the big one. The The home game against Lazio is going to be the big disappointment. We could have been sitting in so much better position going into this um, in terms of like head-to-heads and all that. But Lazio, it, it's going to be tough, but they're not very good. I no. wasn't impressed with them at Celtic Park one bit, and that's led to the overall disappointment of the group. I wasn't impressed with Feyenoord, but we get two men setting off. Wasn't impressed with Lazio, and we somehow managed to, somehow managed to lose that game. So... Traditionally away in Europe, Celtic aren't great. Certainly mm. not in the Champions League. It's been a long time since we've won. So it, for all those reasons, it's going to be very, very difficult. But for all, also some of what we've said here might work in Celtic's favour. It might be a really good game for those reasons. But Celtic are missing key players as well. So there's Maeda, who's very, very important yeah. at this level. There's Hatate, who, despite the fact he's had a spotty, patchy season, is capable of playing at this level. Not available. We're going to have not only second, third, fourth choice wingers, we're going to have guys from 2018 on the wings <laughs> for, for Celtic. Midfield, who knows? I don't see home playing. Pre-COVID Mikey Johnson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would you play in midfield? I was going to, Pre-COVID Mikey Johnson is the only version of Mikey Johnson that exists. Mikey Johnson <laughs> is a pre-COVID footballer. That's the last time he scored for Celtic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2019 was the last time he scored for Celtic. Who would I play in midfield? Bernardo, yeah, probably. Yeah. But that, I'm just, I'm just pulling a name that. But there. that's it. But yeah. why? Why yeah. would you? Why would you play <laughs> no Bernardo? Reason. It's just a name that that popped into my head. Like, I think that uh, look, I, I know it, it can go our way. We're not out, you know. But it's go, it's going to be difficult. I think the one thing that's going to let us down is a lack of pace. There's no pace in that side. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Neil Lennon touched on it in the the official Celtic podcast. Did he says one of the key things to him doing so well in Europe, and they rhymed off his European record. And I was a sh- I was astounded how, how good 
Neil Lennon's European record was. And I can't remember it, but the one the thing he did say was, you need pace, especially pace at the back, because that will protect you from any counter-attacks yeah. when you're trying to go up there and score. And you're looking through that Celtic It'll team. protect you from being celtic in Europe, is yeah. that what I'm saying? And, and yeah. we don't have any pace really throughout that, throughout that side, really. It's, don't mean generally, I mean the side that's going to take to the pitch tomorrow, whatever form that takes, there's not an awful lot of pace, especially in the defence. We don't have pacey full-backs. AJ's okay, but will he play? Ralston's, I would say Ralston's bothering on fairly slow, to be he's honest. He's another one that has, I don't know how, we've, I don't know how they teach Celtic youth players to run, but that boy <laughs> runs funny. Yeah. Him yeah. and Forrest, they both run funny. Gregor a wee bit as well. They a all, wee bit. All weird, right? But the point I'm making is, <laughs> if we're going to get let down, I think it'll be by the lack of pace, but we might as well go for it because we're not out and you tee up a game, if Feyenoord lose and you tee up a game, taking Feyenoord at home, then that that's an exciting end and you could escape this with some you could qualify, but you could escape it with a bit of dignity. You know what I mean? There's a bit of dignity to be played. Oh, he wants dignity. Yeah, oh, he wants uh, dignity. oh Jesus! I can't believe I, I can't believe I can't believe I said we'll play that. Out. We'll play uh, out. Let's call um, the episode that we want dignity at this club. <laughs> Imagine it. Uh, let's finish with Bucky Thistle. That's good for them, oh, isn't yeah. it? Dream the dream tie for Celtic. Let's be patronising, lads. Well, we don't necessarily need to be patronising, but it's the it's it's good to break out of the normal a little bit and get one of these little clubs that don't have much money. They come to Celtic Park. And they'll be there's definitely be Celtic players, Celtic fans rather, playing for Bucky Thistle. Get to play at Parkhead in the Scottish Cup. And I saw the chairman on um, a, a, on a soccer YouTube thing today. I can't remember the name of it. Soccer uh, YouTube? It was, it was PLZ Soccer. That's why he's called <laughs> oh, yeah. that. There we go. I saw him on that giving a quote saying, you know, the money that we'll get for this tie will keep the club going for years. And that's what it's all about. Their keeper will get to save a penalty. Journalists will get to talk about Inverness Cali Thistle yep. that happened 20 <laughs> odd years ago and read your... get told what their jobs are. They'll get told yes, what their jobs yep. are and all that. Oh, everyone will get to do their stuff and we'll get to podcast because we'll be there and we will have plenty of Patreon content. So check that out, patreon.com slash 20 minute Tims. But most of all, thank you for watching and listening and we'll see you next week. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.